Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Yep. Much to get to today. So we look like a bunch of jerks. Not just jerks. Weak jerks. Yeah. Well, so Donald Trump has been indicted for the third time. We have multiple people on the record uh, talking about Joe Biden's corruption. And Republicans are just kind of sitting on their hands with all of this. They see what's happening. They do their little hits on Newsmax or Fox News or whatever. And they talk about how terrible this is for the country that Donald Trump is going... They're not willing to fight back. And I, for one, am really frustrated, and I know Donald Trump is frustrated by this. Saying, hey, it's time to impeach? It, is that yes. what they're wanting? Come on, let's go. Seems like you got the receipts. Yep. You got the proof. Here's Donald. When they indicted their political opponent, and they did that, I said, now that gloves are off, he's a crooked, incompetent thief. And he shouldn't be allowed to be the president. And the Republicans better get tough and they better get smart because most of them look like a bunch of weak jerks right now. (laughs) They do. Like, what is this, you know, Kevin McCarthy sort of saying, well, yeah, I mean, we're very close to the the, the maybe opening up in a a preliminary investigation into an impeachment inquiry and blah, blah, blah. What What are you waiting for, man? That's a good question. I don't have the answer. You're looking at me like you want an answer, and I'm sitting here going, I don't have an answer for you, David. I did. I honestly I thought that they'd, they'd go hard now, but they're not. Well, I mean, the last time we would have all talked about this, which has been, what, 10 days ago, it looked like it was getting close. Yeah. But, I mean, for so many people that have been following this story, you've known the details for a long time. There are other people, you know, say, let's just, for the sake of argument, say independence, others that pay attention to news every once in a while, are starting to figure it out. But it, we've been in this so long, it's like, let's go. Yeah. Something's got to give here. Or they're still playing this game like they want friendly press. Well, what is you the know? biggest reason that you've heard that they haven't indicted yet or they haven't gone after impeachment? That's a great question. I, I yeah. haven't heard a good answer to that. I I heard Nancy Mace kind of trying to have it both ways, like she usually does, where oh, yeah. it's it's like, well, you know, I think we do have these things, but we, we can't rush into it because we can't, okay. you know, we can't Not be like the for Demo- her to lead anything. Right. I mean, I, I made the comparison last week. It's like you know, somebody jumps you in the street and they're kicking you in the groin repeatedly. And you're saying, yes, but I will only fight in a stand-up manner, the way that my <laughs> boxing coach taught me to do when I was but a lad. No, man, they're curb stomping you right now. It's time to start, you know, hitting below the belt. Let's go. Yeah, I, I hear things like, well, the investigation's going to play out, and mm-hmm. there's going to be more hearings, and we're getting to the bottom of this. All of that, it seems like you got enough right now. So we'll see where that goes. A um, couple of updates some major American cities. They're not good updates. No. We'll start with Portland. Yeah, well, we have another example of how disastrous progressive policies are, thanks to the chaos in Portland. Uh, Red Castle Games, it's a card shop, board game shop, 
Uh, it's in southeast Portland. It was ransacked over the weekend. Someone smashed in the front door, and for the next four hours, several people would just kind of mosey on in and, and steal stuff. Gee, this man? is the third time in two months that shop has been broken into, and the owner talked with K2 News about what's been going on. Okay. They stole some product, and then it proceeded throughout the next four hours or so of individuals just coming in, and uh, some stole significant amount of products. Some, you know, you watch the video, it looks like they're shopping. They pick up a game, look at it, decide they don't want to steal that one, but they'll just they'll steal this one. Yeah. That's so mind-blowing. Oh, my yeah, You gosh. have that amount of time. Usually it's going, get what you can, get out of there. Yeah. Yeah, You're talking about thieves yeah, and people robbing. Yeah. I don't really want to put. Yeah, I'll, let me look at this one. Yeah. I don't think I want that. So anyway. You know, we're going to be forced to make an insurance claim this time. You know, the last few burglaries I've, I've not because I'm really afraid that I'm going to lose my insurance. You know, if they drop my insurance after it and there's another breaking of this scale, I mean, that, that could be the nail in the coffin. Like, I just, you know, at some point, you. You know, there's only so many resources and... And they exhausted, exhausted. Before it got to the point where it is now, as far as Portland, the vibe, it's pretty laid back and yeah. cool. The whole keep Portland weird thing. That dude is the most calm you could possibly be after what just happened to him and his business. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. I've wow. Been, I, I've been slow walking, making insurance claims because I don't <laughs> want them to put me out of business. But now I have to because they stole like $25,000 worth of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so that's Portland. Then you have Chicago, where, you know, they had teen night, apparently, last weekend. Uh, where, I mean, I don't know if you happen to see the video. I think you guys were talking about it last week. The whole teen takeover. Yeah. Oh, the, and they're the, looting all over the yeah, place. Yeah. In what's supposed to be a nice part of Chicago. Okay. So this gets brought up. There's one big concern that the mayor has. New... Mayor Brandon Johnson. Yeah, he's a great one. Yeah, we gotta watch the way we word this, okay? Because we don't want to hurt the feelings of people breaking the law. Oh, gosh, you don't want that. You can't call this sort of mob action. Okay, this was from a CBS Chicago report. Listen, oh, when someone characterized it as mob action. Hmm. That's not appropriate. We're not talking about mob actions. I didn't say that. What, what I, okay, what I'm. Hold on a second, okay? Respectfully, these large gatherings. What? These large gatherings, just hold on a second, y'all. I promise you, we have time to talk. Oh. It's important that we speak of these dynamics in an appropriate way. This is not to obfuscate what is actually taking place. Are you joking me? <laughs> You got 25 bucks for working the word obfuscate in there. <laughs> I had a family reunion at Lake Conroe one year. That was a large gathering. Dude, this is looting. This is stealing. We got to be careful the way we talk about it. You've gone with this nonsense before, just like the mayor before. Remember, Chicago couldn't wait to get rid of Lori Lightfoot because it was a disaster. They put in somebody worse. Mm-hmm. We talked about it at the time. Listen to the way this report goes on. This was the scene near Roosevelt and Canal Sunday night. Groups looted a convenience store. More than three dozen teenagers were arrested along with a 12-year-old and at least one 20-year-old. Store owners say it was the second such incident hmm. in that area in just the past few weeks. And today, Mayor Johnson commended Chicago police for the way they handled it. Okay. To the best of their ability, I believe that they attempted 
to engage with our young people with community partners, giving <laughs> oh, as much more. Oh, boy, it's early in the week for you to be exasperated and then throw up during the show, David. To en engage with community partners and yes. really mouth. No, man. You got to send in somebody who is a little carefree yeah. with a baton. All right? Yeah. Baton to the back of the skull time. That's the only way you put a stop to this. Messages need to be sent. Yes. Giving as much warning as they possibly could. And, you know, unfortunately, arrests, you know, were made. And unfortunately, unfortunately. some damage was, was caused. And Are you the joking? level of sensitivity and patience that our officers expressed, I'm appreciative of that. <laughs> if, if I'm wow. trying to run a Where business that's getting looted like that, I don't really want somebody to be patient and kind. I want them to get these animals out of my store. Uh, just a few seconds left of the report here. Mayor Johnson says his administration continues to work with community groups, adding they've actually intercepted and prevented some of those large gatherings, oh, really? meaning Listen. if they hadn't, the city would have seen more of them, but he didn't give any specific dates or times and when those were prevented. In the newsroom, Dana Kozlov. Yep. <laughs> By the way, Dana Kozlov went skydiving with her once. That's what you told me. Long time ago. The reporter. So it's a good job. I can't believe what's going on there. That's insane. No, I can. I can believe it. Well, I mean, you get used it's, to it after a while. Been, yeah, it's been going on for a while now. It just gets amped up more and more. Maybe there's it's no because... downside. When there's no downside to bad behavior, this is what you get. Of course. This is what you get. That's human nature. I mean, if there's no punishment for my crime, <laughs> then I commit the crimes because there's no punishment. Sure. I'm serious. Midnight basketball was going to solve it. Remember that, dude? If you bring up midnight basketball, dude, one more well, time. that was the thing, right? I know. Yes, we're going to take these kids off the street, and by golly, they were going to stop this violence. But when you have a, I think you donated some basketballs to the midnight basketball program, if I remember right. I did. They were the ones that you kicked, though, out of frustration. They were lopsided. They weren't your best basketballs. Yeah, well, they need a little air. I mean, a yeah. but the fact of the matter is, they got them. Yeah. But we just we, but when we don't when there's no zero punishment on the end of it. Yes, I understand. You can steal a car, you yes. can ransack a business, you can beat the hell out of people for no Scott. reason at all, Scott. and you don't get punished for it. Scott. It's pretty early in the week, man. Gosh dang. I mean, I'm coming off a week off, so I'm still in I sort know. of mellowed mode. But golly, that's why I see man. a story like that and I'm like, really? Well, they had the one in New Here. York where the guy was giving away PS5s, he had like three of them and thirty thousand people showed up and all hell broke loose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to that, too. God so, dang. Kamala Harris update, David Van Camp. Oh, yeah. She talked about gun control in an interview with Milwaukee TV station TMJ4. Okay. And by Do the we way. we need to brace? Yeah, it's not widespread violence and looting uh, in places like Chicago or New York. That's the problem. It's uh, you who owns a rifle. That they own okay. Yeah. All right. We are confined to what we're able to do um, in, a, in a limited um, amount of, of span. What we need is Congress to actually pass reasonable gun safety laws. My nine millimeters haven't caused anybody any problems. <laughs> Kamala, just for the record. Just so you know. That's <laughs> just so Only Because stupid. nobody came looking for a problem. Yeah. How about Hunter and his gun? No, well, we're not going to talk that? about that. No. Oh, oh okay. No. Yeah, that's the, well, that, that's off base that's, there. That's, that's just a president who loves his son. Right, exactly. Yeah, forget about they the gun laws when it comes to people like that. Absolutely refuse to have any other conversation. It's gun confiscation or nothing. 
Well, I think you're leaving out climate change. Well, that has nothing to do with guns, though. Oh, I well, see. Well, yeah, not oh. yet. I'm sure some some twig boy academic is trying to figure that one out. Yeah. It got so hot in this heat wave, I couldn't help but get illegal guns and then hold people up. Yeah. And then, you know, loot and ransack. It all starts there. The sun's hot. Yeah. Okay. Did Ron DeSantis say that Trump failed to deliver on his biggest promises? Ooh, that's getting interesting. That much more coming up right here. Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. So Ron DeSantis has got a lot of ground to make up against Donald Trump. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. So is this him getting more aggressive, you think? I think so. I think it's. I think as they have retooled the campaign to be less just online memeing and more... Uh, an attempt to be substantive. Mm-hmm. I think he's getting out there more. He was on the Today Show this morning. I mean, he's 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 trying to get more visible and really going after Donald Trump, not on insurrection or anything else like that, but on, on the policy issues. And and he brings up COVID and a whole lot of other things. Uh, this was during a um, uh, town hall in New Hampshire where he was asked about the personal attacks that have been launched on him by Donald Trump. Okay. You know, one of the things I think about the former president, and I appreciate he did do a lot of great things, and I was a big supporter, but he's running in 2024 on the things that he promised to do in 2016 and didn't do. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not drain the swamp, not even close. We ended his presidency with Anthony Fauci running the country. You couldn't even fire Fauci, and so now you're going to go drain the swamp. Give me a break. Kudos to Van Camp. Mm Mm-hmm. You called it a long time ago. You should have been his campaign advisor a long time ago. Well, that, I'm, not, I'm not his campaign advisor now either. But no, but but no, that's clearly the biggest vulnerability for Donald Trump. On the way out the door, Trump gave Fauci a medal. Uh, that's right. a fact. And so, you know, like I said to somebody who had complained to Scott uh, last week, it's it's like, well. If that doesn't bother you, then that's fine. That's your right. But you're crazy if you don't think that's going to be something that Ron DeSantis brings up at every single possible moment. I, I, I believe he should have been doing this a long time ago. I think, I think the, the tone and tenor has changed yeah. with DeSantis. I think he's coming out guns blazing a little bit now. Well, I think it's smart for him to say, hey, appreciate a lot of what he's done as a president. But here are the differences. Well, you can't tiptoe around it anymore. No, I mean, and you David can tiptoe around for a while. Thing. Fear of you know, all of a sudden rejecting a certain area of the party. You got to go ahead and go. Dance with who brung you, man? Who are you? Yeah, you be who be you true are. To yourself. Yeah, yeah. I and think that, that's that true. was an absolute be who you are moment right there. I agree. All right, it goes on. Give me a break. He said Mexico was going to pay for the border wall. Do you see the border secured? I see people coming in uh, infinitum. He said that he was going to lock Hillary up, just like he's now saying he's going to do a special counsel for Biden two weeks after the election in 20. Ah, forget about it. Don't worry about it. And then he actually said he was going to eliminate the national debt. He added $8 trillion to the debt. We've paid down our debt in Florida. He did more in four years than any president has ever done to expand it. That's the record we should talk about. Uh, don't worry about, you know, how he does his hair, how this, all that. we got to stop with that. Oh, yeah. I, th- I do think that's the way to go about it. Of course, the question is, is it too late? I don't think it's too late. No, My I don't gosh. No. It's August. Think about August 2015. Jeb! Exclamation mark. Right. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. 
I almost forget about that one. You know, it's interesting. I was, oh, I had a, this was a few conversations over the last week, um, and one the other night uh, talking to a guy who there's no doubt he'll vote Republican, um, and he flat out said, "I will absolutely vote for Trump," but man, I think we got to move on. It's it's just too much all the time, and I knew what he was getting at. It's there's always controversy. It's gone to this other level now with what, you know, the left's trying to do and Democrats in power, all of that sort of stuff. And I'll talk to a few people like that, but anecdotal conversations like that are not anywhere close to what the polling says. No. I don't know if you find that, David, or you, Scott. Well, I have. I, I found like it's like fifty five to twenty. Yeah, as far as the polling, like yeah. Trump over DeSantis, in conversations that I have with people, it's way closer than that. Well, every time he gets indicted, his numbers go up. DeSantis <laughs> is trying to get indicted now. And <laughs> it's an act of politics. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that um, with the polling, some of it is we're just now getting to the point where a lot of people might be paying attention. I mean, and if you remember how the polling was with Donald Trump, I mean, it was okay. Oh, yeah. But like you said, there was Jeb, and then the debates hit, and all of a sudden Trump shot up like a rocket. That's true. That's true. Yep. All right, we'll see. Okay, so a NASCAR driver got suspended for liking a meme? Yeah, Noah Gragson was suspended by NASCAR and Legacy Motor Club after he reportedly liked a meme on Instagram that mocked George Floyd's death. It was a crab with George Floyd's face on it with the caption, under the knee. <laughs> Oh, that's spicy for the pepper. Wow. But uh, yeah, apparently he had liked it a couple months ago and some weirdo uh, journalist was like, how dare you like a meme? I'm going to make a story about it. The guy even oh, the guy who broke the story even bragged about how he called sources to confirm. Anyway, yeah, he's been suspended because that's the world we live in now. Even NASCAR can't take a joke. Does he have a problem with Nancy Pelosi for thanking George Floyd for dying? <laughs> right. All right. We got to get to a news update. And what's your story? Straight ahead. Sexy women don't have to try to be sexy. They just are. are we, oh, is this no, no, I agree with that. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's just an ad with Christy Nome mm-hmm. that was running on the monitor. And it's, she's welding. It looks like she's trying very hard to be sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just pulls up the nope. welder's mask and there she is. Yeah. Full makeup. Well, everybody welds with full makeup, don't they? You know what? He said, he said I'm, I'm officially over Christie. For some reason, I was so confused because I thought you were talking about Chris Christie. Oh, no. <laughs> I just saw that. I'm like, really? Oh, I got a great it's, Chris it's, Christie it's, story coming up, by the way. And, and part of the reason she does yeah. that is because, well, honestly, guys like Rob's like, oh, she's hot. So I think she's, she's a- an attractive woman. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that, but then okay. it clouds your mind because when she starts getting squishy on certain issues, well, I think she's okay. I never said that. I never, ever talked about the issues with her. No, but when we brought him up, you're like, well, I think she's okay. All right. It happened. Her spell is on you. I've seen it happen before. <laughs> I'm under the Christy Gnome spell. <laughs> like saying, you know, I'm moving. <laughs> okay, I guess it's time to get to... Uh, some audio from the weekend. CBI's uh, Chuck Todd. Oh, yeah, Chuck Todd. He's a sleeping son of a oh. bitch. Well, he gets up on Sundays. <laughs> uh, 
for his show. And what what was it he saying to Trump's lawyer in this clip? Oh, David? Well, well, Donald Trump has been going after the prosecutor who's already indicted him twice. Uh, his lawyer, John Loro, was asked about that on Meet the Press. And this is interesting framing from Sleepy Eyes. Oh, OK. Do innocent people attack prosecutors? This is a political campaign right now. This prosecution was instituted by President Biden. And in the middle of that campaign, people are going to speak out. My role is not to address anything about uh, prosecutors. But I will say this. There has been a history in the Justice Department of rogue prosecutions. Man, oh, man. I'm totally off topic here of what was just said. The substance of that, it's more about Chuck Todd. Yeah. Okay, if you had to name three off the top of your head, and and we'll probably forget a bunch of people, but three off the top of your head that in the last, let's say, eight years, you may not have agreed with them politically, but you had some level of respect as a news person, an interviewer, whatever you would say, that's gone completely out the window. Mm -hmm. And now it's like a joke because there is no credibility anymore. If there was a top three, who would be in your three? Would Chuck Todd be in there? Chuck Todd would definitely be in there. I think he'd be in mine, too. I'd probably, honestly, throw Joe Scarborough in there. Because years ago, again, it was like not always, I don't know about respect, but I always thought the Morning Joe thing was kind of interesting because it was a bunch of people kind of hanging out, and it, it never really felt like it rose to the level of shrillness that other panel shows do, except yeah. then it did. Okay. Who else is on yours, Scott? Anybody come to mind? The haircut. I just wrote down Tapper. Yeah. Yes. Tapper would be there. And then if there's one more. For me, Leslie Stahl. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like she got exposed as a hack. Yeah. Like, not just, well, I don't agree with her politics. No, hack. Like, was never that good to begin with. And she got propped up by people. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good list. How about you? You got anybody else you're going to throw in there? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, you could. Do, I mean, it depends on the week. Week to week, you could throw about anybody in there. But I mean, it's whoever I'm thinking of. Yeah. there are people that I've just totally lost respect. But the for. haircut, like used Lester to be, Holt. Oh well, yeah. But the haircut used to be I mean, a respected guy. Yeah, if you didn't like him, you're like, okay, he tries to be this fair right. sort of okay yeah. news guy. No, and then you kind of found out. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, there's is there such a thing? No, not so much when it comes to the legacy media mm-hmm. outlets. Sure doesn't seem that way. Although I will give credit to CBS at least in the last two to three weeks where they're at least doing some stuff on Hunter Biden being connected to the Biden family business. There has been some of that going on, which has been good to see. Um, Happen to see this, I guess should not be surprised. Um, The president of a Wyoming tennis association has resigned. Why? After a trans-identifying male was allowed to compete against women in a tournament. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing this move into sports right. across the country. No, it, yeah, it is happening. Yeah. A uh, person's name is Jackie Folkrod. Stepped down uh, from her position of the Cheyenne Tennis Association board saying she was opposed or she opposed trans-identifying male player Brooklyn Ross competing against women in the Governor's Cup this weekend. Just flat out said, I think a man playing against a woman is a very unfair matchup when it's specifically meant for women in that specific draw. I feel like having a transgender athlete compete in the women's draw is against my personal integrity and what I believe in value. My decision to resign solely based on the fact that we didn't have any way to protect our organization 
or protect our female athletes from going uh, to be playing in the tournament. And a lot of times you're talking about lawsuit after lawsuit yeah. after lawsuit. And so you've got these organizations going, fine, let them play whatever, giving in. So I think it's actually kind of cool. She's like, all right, I'm, I'm yeah. not a part of this anymore. Well, Just quit. USA soccer needs like three dudes to step up. Oh, to be able to compete now? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You're switching gears. You want to just pile on that soccer team. From the moment I saw no, no, you, you, what do you, you think of the women's soccer team getting beat? I loved it. I was cracking up you said that. Yeah, I know. Was it sweeter because Megan Rapino missed the, the only reason. Kick? Only It's the only reason. Yeah. I, I had a hard time with it because I thought, God, do I want to root against USA? And I thought, no, I want to root against her. And since so she puts herself way above the team anyway. You rooted against the team. You did. Just own it like a man. Well, I told you I was conflicted in that it was a USA team, and I felt conflicted in rooting against them, but I did anyway. I've rooted against USA teams before when they're a bunch of jerks. So what? Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to see jerks win. <laughs> this is part of it. I'm not going to feel bad about it. But you, you're like, oh, gosh, please don't hit me up on Facebook and yell that's at me for I'm not wanting the soccer team to win. Oh. That's not true. I just, <laughs> yes, I, it is. I just think you need three sweaty big dudes to say they're women and you start winning titles again. I don't even remember what the rules are. Well, Megan Rapino was like, hey, we need this. We absolutely yeah, no problem be here. Play. None. Yeah, because she's, mm -hmm. ready she's to be leaving. Done. Yeah. The thing is, with her specifically, if she never takes a knee... During a national anthem, no one knows who she is. Outside of people that are rabid fans of that sport. No. That's how she got her name. Yeah. Well, she won a Congressional Medal of Honor. Oh, and then it's all these endorsements. Yeah. And again, I mean, was she really that great? And honestly, I don't know, but from what the way I understand it, no, no. Certainly not one of the all-time greats, but recognizable because she was doing what she was doing. They'll always remember your last play, Megan. They'll always remember it. <laughs> Boy, you know what, man? You put it like that. That is a terrible way to end a career. Yeah. Yep. It's like, that oh. is... I, I can kick a ball over the goal. I can do that. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, golly! She went to work for USPS, airmail department. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it wasn't even an incredible stop or anything. She just missed completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have seen that before. I mean, you see that. I don't see much soccer. But, yeah, you got to give it a chance to yeah. go in, right? Yeah, you think. Oh, buddy. All right. That time of the show, uh, going around the room. May not be the biggest story out there today, uh, but it caught your attention. And you wanted to talk about it. I guess, Scott, you've already done this sort of with the women's soccer team. Well, a little bit, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But, David, what's your story today? A uh, guy in eastern China ended up in the ER after getting a light bulb stuck in his mouth. I just, Excuse me? He got a light bulb stuck in his mouth. Apparently, it's some stupid online challenge where you can get the light bulb actually into your mouth, but you can't get it out because your jaw, for whatever reason, locks up. Yeah. And so he was like, no, I bet <laughs> I can get it out. Well, no, you can't. You can break it. But oh. then you've got broken glass in your mouth, and that's not fun. Um, so the guy went to the hospital. They had to dislocate his jaw to mm. get the damn thing out. Oh, damn. He said, yeah, I heard about the challenge online. I didn't think it was true, and I wanted to see it for myself. You idiot. At least Uncle Fester put the other side of the bulb in when he made it light up. <laughs> 
Are you going with an Adams family, Joe? That's it. You have to be a certain age, I guess, to get that one, but hey. People love the boomer humor. Yeah, I know. I got it. Well, I threw, so you laughed. We're like, here we go. It's an Adams family reference. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Fester was funny. By the way, you know what I'll do for my story since you brought up this thing with the jaw and the dislocation? All right. You see the you see the Major League Baseball fight over the weekend? I did. Tim Anderson of the White Sox. And he got hit by sort of this side punch. And it dropped him. His knees buckled and boom, he went down. You don't see that all the time. No. Well, they squared off too. Well, he he threw his glove down like he and he's ready to box. Yeah. And he throws a punch, misses, throws another one. And then the other dude, is it Cabrera? No. It was uh I can't think of his name. You're the baseball guy from the Guardians. Yeah. And he came up and just real quick underneath, and it was like he's made a fist, but it's the open palm part of the fist and the side of the jaw. And then he went down. That hurts. So, yeah. My question is this. Do you like seeing that in baseball occasionally? I watched it numerous times. So as a, a guy that's like, you know, baseball is your sport. Oh, we can't have this in the game. We don't need any of this. Well, Tim Anderson. Or do you like to see it? A bit of a jackass. So Yes. I mean, I, I still don't know what he was hot about. But he pointed in his face. It was a hard slide into second base, but it wasn't dirty. Well, he came up. He, he had put his glove on his back for a while. The dude was like, all right, get your glove off me. And then he pointed in his face, and he's like, let's go. Yeah. So then the fight. Yeah. But do you like seeing more fights in baseball? Just no, asking. not really. Okay. No. Hockey, yeah, I'm good with that. But this is why Major League Baseball hates you, Scott. Because so. why? Because they don't like fights? They, they, yeah, right. They're going to keep doing fights because they say, oh, my gosh, it bothers Scott Robbins. And we personally hate <laughs> Scott Robbins. Uh, By the way, just real quick, I want to thank everybody who keeps uh, weighing in on Facebook and reminding Scott that Major League Baseball hates him, hates his guts, hates his God, hates yeah. his value system, hates mm-hmm. him personally. Well, David, it's caught on, yeah. and it's about well, uh, one of every five pieces of mail I get. I was in, I was in the truck uh, over the weekend. My wife was uh, with me, and she was looking at the show Facebook page, reading yeah. different comments, and she goes, what's MLB? And I said, it's Major League Baseball. Why are people saying that Major League Baseball hates Scott? <laughs> <laughs> well, my daughter asked me the same thing. She goes, what's that about? I said, oh, Van Camp. <laughs> No, it's because it's true. Major League Baseball hates you. But you said it. I mean, you know, Major yeah. League Baseball didn't say it to me. Well, they say it with their actions. Yeah, they do. Right, exactly. It was Jose Ramirez. There you go. Of the Guardians. He's a big dude, too. He's a stocky. Yes. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, open hand. All right. So, Scott, what's your story? Uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie provided some Bon Jovi inspiration to Vladimir Zelensky. What? He went to Ukraine unannounced on Friday. And, of course, Christie's running for president. The New York Post is reporting Sunday that Christie gave Zelensky lyrics to the uh, Bon Jovi song, It's My Life, handwritten by John Bon Jovi. In March of last year, I guess about a month after Russia launched its invasion, Bon Jovi tweeted a video of Ukrainians filling sandbags while the drummer plays along to a recording of It's My Life. So as a gift to Zelensky, he got a handwritten copy of It's My Life from John Bon Jovi himself. And Christy vowed to make a mixtape for him the next time he comes. Yeah, Yeah, you're not going to live forever. Do it your way. Forget about your country and what you may be doing to the country.
I don't know what the meaning was behind it. So we was just, Zelensky touched? Living ridiculous it's times. Really, I don't it's know. It's really strange, man, I would it, say. It is. Hey, <laughs> Zelensky probably, yeah, thanks for that. But I need weapons. Yeah. I need billions of dollars. And I need it now. <laughs> it's usually the way that goes. It's on eBay now. <laughs> <laughs> Raising money. Yeah. Okay, David's got a story about an ousted New York health official and where they landed a gig. You will not believe it. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so there was a health official in New York that was ousted. Why? Oh, well, because he took part and was one of the orchestrators of uh, covering up the true death toll as a result of the policy of shoving COVID patients into uh, nursing homes. Now, this is a person, uh, uh, former Governor Andrew Cuomo's health commissioner, uh, Dr. Howard Zucker, resigned in 2021 after it was revealed that the administration manipulated Department of Health reports to downplay nursing home casualties. He failed up. He's now at the CDC. Oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> there is, you get reward. You get rewards in this administration for doing a bad job. How do you get a gig like that, huh? <laughs> I'd be running the company by now. Well, you know, at the time, we would say, "What do you have to do to get fired?" Yeah, yeah. From the CDC. Now we know what you have to do to get promoted. Fail in the job before, and we've got a home for you here. Yep. Wow. And that whole thing about COVID at the time and the fact that they covered it up is just terrible. But originally, they wanted people going back into the nursing homes because they didn't want this stigma around those people. Yeah. Right? Had to fight the stigma. Right. Never mind the fact that it's killing people. No. And then they're fighting a stigma. Yeah. (laughs) It's just how many lawsuits, too, do you just don't hear about from family members of people that died in those nursing homes? I always think of the weather lady on Fox. Oh, Janice oh, Dean, yeah. yeah. Janice Dean. Holy smokes, man. Just terrible. Man, oh, man. Okay. Um, on a lighter note, saw this story. This is kind of amazing. That if you think you got a good night's sleep, it actually matters more than getting a good night's sleep. Have you heard this? Wow. Mind over it's matter just, then? Yes, and this. This was a research project done in England using Fitbit-style monitors to track people's sleep patterns. And then they compared the data to notes each uh, person kept about how restful their sleep felt and how moody they were the next day. And it turned out when they just thought that they had a good night's sleep, they were more likely to be in a good mood. Yeah. And if they thought they didn't sleep well, they were more likely to be in a bad mood. Well, didn't matter what the actual... Data said it's how they felt about it. Right. See, Jamie, I, I know that you have some trouble sleeping and whatnot, and sometimes yes. you get a little grumpy, and sometimes maybe you get a little bit borderline abusive to Scott Robbins uh, when you're a little grumpy. I, I keep telling abusive. you. What kind of wussy are you? You can't take it? Who, me? I can tell you didn't get a good night's sleep last night just by that line. I keep no, telling I'm you, bro. Fine. You got to cut out the negative self-talk. Listen. I think we all know the story here. You got to show up. You got to play. Okay. You got to play. That's just part of it. Don't have time. Oh, I'm going to hurt my feelings. I hit the wrong button. Don't hit the wrong button. Stop it. Hey, I didn't get it. I don't want to be drugged into this. All right. I don't. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, boy, it's something when <laughs> a journalist that has really been a lifelong hack, you just didn't really know it until the yeah. last, say, five to ten years, comes out and says something so crazy to me that should be easy to see through, but it goes right over the heads of so many people in the United States, and this is the example. Oh, yeah, so MSNBC's Andrea Mitchell interviewed Democrat Representative Nancy Pelosi, which, fun piece of trivia here, by the way. Their combined age is longer than the United States had slavery for. Just want to say. <laughs> I, that's actually true. Is it really? Yeah, that's actually true. Oh, my gosh. That as a nation, the United States of America had slavery for a shorter period of time than their ages combined. Their ages combined have to be over 150, right? Yeah, it's 156, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, she interviewed Democrat Representative Nancy Pelosi, who, of course, we know impeached Donald Trump because he asked about Biden's corruption. And one of the questions was about the prospect of House Republicans impeaching Joe Biden because there's evidence that he was involved in his son's business deals. Right. Evidence. Yes, there is evidence of it. Evidence, yes. How do you feel about the push by the House Republicans? Many of them, the Speaker has certainly you know, flirted with this idea of impeachment proceedings uh, against you know, President Biden because of unfounded allegations that whoa, he was involved whoa, whoa. in. Hang so, on. Hack. Hang on a second. Hack. What the hell was that? What's unfounded about it? Exactly. I mean, Devin Bring Archer. The receipts. Hunter Biden's business associate Holy testified God. in front of the House yes, or, uh, last week and then did an interview with Tucker Carlson last week as well, where, yeah, he says, oh, yeah, Joe was uh, Joe, of course, talked with Hunter Biden's business associate. So we know that Joe lied about that part. Yep. Why did Unfounded. he lie about it? That's not that's not a question. Oh, she's making the statement, Stay posing it as a question before it's bridge night. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, and let's as just, you well know, as you were very cautious about starting impeachment proceedings for the very reason that once you start <laughs> yeah. in a special committee or the Judiciary Committee, it's very hard to stop that process. Well, let's, with all due respect to your question, this is frivolous. This is a diversionary tactic. It's really sad. I wish, I wish the Republican Party would be, somebody would take it back. That, that we'd have a real oh, Republican gosh. party. It's up to them to decide what it is. Parties. But it shouldn't be a cult. It shouldn't be a cult to somebody frivolous with the law and his uh, public. Isn't it time for you to make another appearance on RuPaul's Drag Race or some nonsense like that? <laughs> Nance. Yeah. Along with a bottle of wine. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, there is a, there's a lot of ladies that are older, that I truly like, sweet people. And so I don't want to say two or three lines that came into my head because I don't want to put all of them in the same boat about being a little bit older. But those two, man, just hacky. 
Yeah. I mean, she could do ads for her own Vinny's Beverage Depot. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not at my house, it's not worth drinking. <laughs> Remember the whole thing with COVID and her and the ice cream? Oh, yeah. Just clueless. No mm-hmm. self-awareness. Yeah. All right. Move on. Okay. Um, Biden's campaign manager. He's out there. What's uh, he saying? Well, she. But, yeah. Uh, Biden's campaign manager, Julie Chavez Rodriguez, was on MSNBC and said, you know, things look really good for the president because of the economy. I don't know if you knew about that. What? But, yeah, everybody's loving it. No, actually, they're not. No, they're not. But look at the polling for crying out loud. (laughs) Dope. I think voters are really starting to feel um, the economic impacts that this administration has set forward. Um, you know, the president has recently talked about it in the context of Bidenomics. Yeah. yeah. CBS poll last week showed that 50 percent of respondents said higher inflation when they were asked what Biden econo- or what Bidenomics meant. Right. We saw gas ticking up to almost four bucks a gallon again. Uh-huh. I mean, we're close. We're right at the precipice again. Here we go. But I guess they just figure we use that statement, <laughs> media carries the water for us, and hopefully it gets through to people, even though they're hurting all over the place. But, but this is one of those things, uh, as we were talking about it last week, you know, I, I, I don't think you can spin your way out of this because they're pointing to low unemployment. Okay, yeah, it's basically back to where it was when uh, Trump took office before it was artificially uh, pumped up because of COVID shutdowns. So we understand that, you know, that, okay, that's fine. Uh, They want to talk about Wall Street. Okay, Wall Street's fine. You know, I mean, there are ups and downs, obviously, to to Wall Street. Um, And then they say, well, GDP is at X percent growth, 2%, 2.5, whatever percent growth, and all that. The reason you can't spin your way out of it, though, is because most people really don't care about that stuff. It's fine when things are going well for them. Mm -hmm. And for most people in this country who shop at Walmart or wherever they get their groceries from, from, understand that their money's not going as far as it used to go. Sure. And you can't really spin that. No, you can't. Not if they're really thinking through it. By the way, side note to that, and I didn't know who the campaign manager was, to be fair. Um, but it's Julie Chavez Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just asking an honest question. When you hear that name and you hear that she is Biden's campaign manager, first thing you think of, does she earn the job? Well, of course not. Why would I think that? So you're saying that she was hired well, because I mean, but why would I think she that? is a Every, woman of color. Everyone else in his party and is, is a right. woman. Yeah. No. Which is another reason why quota hires are not fair to anybody. Because she may have earned the job. I don't even, I know nothing about her. No, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, of course that's what you think right she away. She could be one of the best at her job ever. But there's going to be so many people that look at her and say, well, it's just like before. Well, it's got to be a woman of color as vice president. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for the best. It has to be something specific. Well, I, I actually did a little bit of research, and the reason she got hired is because there was a mix-up. Uh, see, Jill Biden ordered a breakfast taco. Oh, and the staff got confused and thought she meant bring me uh, a Latinx or whatever person. Got it. 
Did they give up on the Latinx? I think Latinx, did they give that up? I finally? think they have for the most part, except for the furthest left people. But nobody's okay. saying Latinx anymore. Well, yeah, because the people you were labeling that hated it. Right. Of course, <laughs> almost as much <laughs> well, as they well, hate. Stop it! Yeah, if you're going to give me a nickname, I got to like it. <laughs> they hate they hate that almost as much as they hate being called breakfast tacos by the first lady. <laughs> for the first lady, yes. Then, boy, oh, boy, I don't know what to make of this story. I saw this in a couple of different places. Saw it at Daily Wire. It's come out that Obama, mm-hmm. or President Obama, would often fantasize about making love to men. Yeah. They do that in a letter to his girlfriend at the time in college. Did you hear about this? Yeah. I got a theory. Go ahead. I have a theory. So the, really? There's a yes. historian named David Garrow. He wrote Obama's 2017 biography, Rising Star, The Making of Barack Obama. And he, as part of the research that he was doing, he had heard from an ex-girlfriend about Obama's male fantasies. Hmm. What's wrong with that? Well, hey, it's your thing, man. You know, hey, you know, hashtag love is love. Um, And and so one of the uh, ex-girlfriends said, oh, yeah, there was a letter that he had written to me. And so somebody else went to Emory University, apparently where this had been sold. Uh, Mm -hmm. They had it in their archives. Somebody went in and was able to transcribe one of the letters. And, well, uh, sure enough, um, it said, when I start reading about Barack in 08, I'm sorry, let me see, where's the quote here? Uh, Garrow started talking about Obama's book, Dreams from My Father. When I start reading about Barack in early 08, I read Dreams and thought, this is a crock. It's not history. It's all make-believe. Who knows what the real story is? Wow. Apparently, so that whole book about dreams of my father, he says, is a load of crap. Yes. Wow. Because that that's not at all who this man is. Um, and yes, there's a paragraph where Barack Obama wrote to his then girlfriend about how he repeatedly fantasizes about making love to men. Okay. Well, golly. Yeah. Oh, quick question. Yeah. All right. I know guys will lie to girlfriends for a number of different reasons. Usually. To set them up to look better to them. Yep. Why in the world do you do that? Because he wants to break up and he can't. He doesn't know how. If he if he admits what to, if he admits to this, she'll leave him. It's problem <laughs> solved. This is so Seinfeldian, man. <laughs> I tell her you want a three way, she'll leave. I Except t- she was into it. <laughs> I, I tried the menage a trois thing and it didn't yeah, work. It didn't work. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> he wants. He's looking for a way out, man. He can't get out, and he's going to tell her, "Okay, I fantasize about dudes. That'll do it." Okay. I mean, I again, I don't no, know dude, if that's no, true I, or I not. I just true. don't buy that I, well, because then what happens? She goes and tells everybody that if you're a if you're a hetero dude, you don't want everybody thinking. She said that he always talked about having these fantasies about having sex with dudes. That just, I yeah. can't believe that. This, this, this is fake news. Yeah, <laughs> writing it down in a, in, a, in a letter is the odd part. That's where yeah, I, I, the, I don't the Scott disagree Robbins with that. Theory falls apart. Thinking the walls are closed in. She wants to get married, didn't want to get married. And it's like, oh, God, okay. I'm gay. Hey. <laughs> and now I just have more questions about that family chef who died on his property <laughs> All the right, other goodness. week. Exactly. That's a terrible theory, Scott. I got to tell you. Uh, Well, but there is some sense to be made there. 
Well, if he just doesn't he, know how to get out of it. She won't let him out of it. He's trying to get out of it. What guy to get out of a relationship of all the lies to tell would tell that one? <laughs> well, you know that's a You're winner. <laughs> there is no, there is no addendum to that one. Once that's out there, over, gone. You're an idiot. Yeah, well, maybe I am. <laughs> that's a crazy story, though. It is crazy. There's no doubt about that. Okay, much to get to. Well, you mentioned this earlier, Scott. The riot in New York City that was caused by a YouTuber. Yeah. Got to get to that. And another news update straight ahead. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So big riot in New York City. Oh, we got to be careful with our language. We don't want to call it a riot. No, no, it, it was a riot. All right. I mean, you had a lot of people, show, like thousands of people showing up. Because- Youth gathering. Yeah, right. A youth gathering. Yeah, they were they were going to go pick up trash as well after the event. Okay. Yeah. Trick or treat um, for Seth. Yeah. UNICEF. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, because some Twitch streamer said he was going to be giving away electronics, including PlayStation Fives. A bunch of people showed up, didn't have enough to go around, so they rioted instead, as one does. Now, like there were some people uh, trying to defend it, sort of saying, well, these are, you know, youth that don't have anywhere else to go. And blah. I saw oh. one video of this lady wearing like, <laughs> uh, it, gosh, dang it. She's she's wearing shorts that are like hiked up in between her butt cheeks and okay. she's twerking on a light pole and a guy <laughs> walks up behind her and puts a football between her butt cheeks and it stayed. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like. What is this? Oh, well, it's like is that the either or here? You, you can either you can either get a free PS5 or put a football between some chick's butt cheeks. I don't understand. It'll be the new opening for Monday Night Football. <laughs> oh, you ready for some football? <laughs> yeah, she threw a fifty-yard touchdown pass. I was going to say, is she like the new center? Is that what she's trying out for? Is hiking it up in there? Well, it's hard to knock out that way. Oh, 16! Oh, 16! Wow. They just make sure they give her plenty of Taco Bell ahead of the game. Golly. It was a madhouse, though. It was a madhouse. I love that. Well, these kids have nowhere to go. They have nothing to do. <laughs> you grow up in a small town in the middle of nowhere, right? And yeah. you got some kids that don't have anything. I mean, dirt poor. Okay. They, they jump up on a car and start stomping on it. You know what happens? <laughs> There's a beating coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't give me this nonsense. By somebody else's dad, too, probably. Absolutely. Or grandpa's going to yank you Whoever's there. car that person's That's jumping right. on. <laughs> This is absolute nonsense. They need to start handing out Clorox wipes, I guess, though. <laughs> That's how you get pink eye. You know? Well, yeah. You, hand, you handle the football afterwards and lick your fingers. Oh. oh, stop it. Golly, why do you do that? Well, you got to get a better grip on the ball, Jamie. <laughs> well, if I'm going across the middle and you're throwing that, I'm alligator arm in that son of a bitch. I ain't, I'm not getting my hands on that ball. Mm-mm. <laughs> Intercepted, and he has monkeypox now. <laughs> That's a costly interception. Yeah, it is. By the way, speaking of kids, I saw this. I don't. Maybe you guys have that. There's this new trend called Gen Alpha. It's kids that are born in the early 2010s. 
This is what it says in the story. That Gen Zers are already not getting their jokes, and it makes them feel old and out of touch. I call total bullcrap. Yeah. I, hmm. Okay, so that means that the oldest of Gen Alpha would be 12, 13 years old, right? Yeah. All right. What 18-year-old says, I feel out of touch because I don't get the 12-year-old lingo? No one ever. <laughs> this is some dope writer that just got out of college. Yeah. That writes this piece, and then it gets picked up by all these national publications. No, it's it's either that or it's a parent whose kid is a total nerd. That could be, too. Yes. Oh, man, another story, just on a lighter note. We can just get rid of this at all at the same time. Did you see the story about the 57 triathletes that got diarrhea after a triathlon championship in England? <laughs> yeah. They were last spotted playing catch in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Apparently, the race included an ocean swim. Sometimes you'll see that, mm -hmm. which is always crazy to me because it's like just mobs of people all trying to swim. You know, this. apparently that water may have been filled with raw sewage. Oh, boy. Oh, honey. no. Gosh, dang it. Oh, gosh. Everybody's got a price. Okay. Swimming in an outhouse. Twenty-five grand. You swim through it? No, hell no, no. Fifty thousand uh, dollars. Well, yeah, I'd do it. Yeah. I get pink eye. I get pink eye. I'd... That's the worst that can happen to me. <laughs> See how fast it changes. There's no way I wouldn't. Twenty-five. Fifty. Okay, maybe. <laughs> you can take my part of my foot too from the flesh-eating disease. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, uh, biggest story of the day, if there is one. Um, I mean, there are a few that are popping, of course. Donald Trump uh, being indicted last week, uh, still hearing uh, ramifications and, and, and uh, hot takes coming out from that entire saga. Uh, you know, the uh, prosecutor is ordering or asking for an order of protection because of something Donald Trump put online, like we're coming for you, that kind of thing. And so here, here, we, all, here we go again, you know. It's just it's a it's a frustrating uh, situation all around. No doubt about that. Okay, get to the latest on that. And a rapper has blasted parents who let their kids change gender. This is really good. This is really good. A yeah. little controversy. Yeah. We'll get to that as well. Coming up right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, a lot going on today. Um, Trump, of course, in the news all the time, yeah. especially again in the last week. And we're going to hear a clip from who? Uh, Jamie Raskin. He is oh, uh, one, one of the uh, impeachment managers of Donald Trump. And, I mean, th this is one of the most shameless liars in Congress. Um, and one of the hatchet men who's been brought out to try to defend uh, Joe Biden. Uh, so Trump's been indicted three times, and yet polling shows he's still competitive with Joe Biden. Yeah. Uh, liberals can't believe this. They can't wrap their heads around this, which is one of the reasons why Joe Biden has sent his DOJ to go after Donald Trump as much as possible. Uh, yeah. Well, conservatives can't understand anyone that would vote for Biden again. Right. No. How could you? No. So Chuck Todd on Meet the Press asked Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin how this is possible. Okay. Let me ask you this. Why do you think a thrice indicted former president is neck and neck with the current president? 
Well, it's a great question. I wish that Lincoln were around to pose it to him because it's his political party that they've dragged into the mud here. I mean, that was a pro-freedom, anti-slavery, anti-know-nothing pro-immigration party, and now it's become a cult of authoritarian personality. Um, and, you know, even the candidates running against Trump dare okay. not challenge his clear betrayals of his constitutional oath. Oh, my gosh. Well, nonsense. The silver lining is that he's finally been, or he is probably the most high-profile Democrat to acknowledge that his party was pro-slavery. Yep. They usually don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah. Interesting. It's absolutely true. Thank you, Raskin. They step in it a lot. Yeah, they do. Well, they do it. It kind of slides right by you, though. I mean, well, David pointed it out, and I'm glad for that. But it's it's one of those things where you just you, you yeah, start evoking Lincoln, and you go, oh, my God, here we go. I know. You know? Um, but the whole thing, at least right now, to me, when you take a step back, okay, with Biden, my goodness, most people that will vote for him, don't think he should run. Yeah, the only they guy that was alive old. when Lincoln was president. <laughs> so you have that. No, I know. I get it. And then with Trump, as far as anyone on the left, and a whole lot of independents, they're like, no way. Their mind is made up. And you ask, you know, what was it, 70% of people in the country would like something different other than Biden versus Trump. But yet we all are feeling locked into this situation one way or another. Yeah. And it, for that part, people are frustrated. And I think a lot of people are like, I just don't want to hear it anymore. They just tune out of the entire thing until it's really time. And it'll be, you know, more than likely this fall once the debates start, as far as the Republicans, um, where it goes. And I do wonder, Trump not being up there for the debates, will someone rise to the top? Maybe. I mean, the word is apparently that everybody's going to be knives out for Ron DeSantis. Claim that second spot. You know, it's 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 like the Dave Ramsey debt snowball, right? You start with the little one, and then you, <laughs> yeah, you know, work your way up. Yeah. <laughs> so so the whole word would be okay. Everyone goes after DeSantis, knock him out of that thing. Yeah. So the next one rises up. Yeah. The next one that rises up, whoever that is, won't have a chance. No. Against Trump. Probably. I mean, right now, DeSantis, I mean, it's it's a tough road. But as far as I can see, he's the only one with a shot at all. Do you see anybody else with a legit shot? You know, I was mm. just talking about this this weekend. I mean, it's like you got Mike Pence and Chris Christie out there. It's like no one cares. No, that's all for their future career. I mean, Mike the, Pence, no, for They God both sakes. know they have no chance. I mean, the guy is such vanilla wallpapery, you know. Just who is who do you know anybody? I mean, there might be somebody who are like excited about Chris Christie. Like, I like that guy. No, yeah, that live in New Jersey, maybe. I don't know. No, they know they have no chance. But it's just a weird. And then you wonder, okay, who who is it that well, actually thinks really... they have a chance? Well, it's got to be uh, Vivek, Trump, and DeSantis. Ramaswamy, yeah, maybe. Ramaswamy, yeah, maybe. maybe can break through. It's, I think the debate thing will be very good for him. I do too, because I think the, there's still a lot of introduction that has to be done with him. Like, yeah. In my opinion, the the most uh, well poised outside of DeSantis is a guy who's not even running, and that's Brian Kemp in Georgia. You've mentioned that before. Yeah. There's Yunkin too. Yeah, I don't know about Yunkin. I don't know if he meets the tone of the moment, but I mean Brian Kemp, another guy who 
pretty easily won re-election in Georgia despite all of the uh, slings yeah. and arrows his way, despite going up against Stacey Abrams again and that machine. Uh, and in a place where, you know, again, uh, the the Trump-endorsed candidate for Senate lost, Herschel Walker, but he but Brian Kemp cruises to re-election. I mean, but I don't, I don't think he wants it. I, I don't think he wants any part of it. I think he's good where he is. That could be. All right, switching gears. I mentioned a rapper came out and was very critical of parents who let their kids change genders. That's Neo. Oh, Neo. You've been a big fan for a long time, Huge Scott. Huge fan of Neo. Of course. Um, thought this was interesting. So he is on Vlad TV with Gloria Valles. Not familiar, but I certainly saw the clip. And they're just talking about the current state of insanity that we're in right now. And this is what Neo had to say. Parents have almost almost forgotten what the role of a parent is. Amen. It's like, okay, Lost control. if your little boy comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to be a girl. And you just let him rock with that? You just let... Right. He's five. Right. And where did he get that if from? If you let this five-year-old boy decide to eat candy all day, he's going to do that. Exactly. Like, when, when did it become a good idea to let a five-year-old, let a six-year-old, let a 12-year-old make a life-changing decision for themselves? Right. When did that happen? Right. Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, I don't get that. And yeah, so something we've talked about, I don't know how many times. Sounds like just regular conversations people have all the time. Yeah. Right? Goes on. I want to play this other part of this clip because it has a term in it that we've used, not this exact term, but sort of close to it, that maybe could be the new term that we use on this show. You'll understand. Okay. Roll on with the clip. And to medicate these young kids that are five, six, growing up and knowing that it, it affects their brain, it affects their organs, it makes them sick, but they're not allowed to do drugs, they're not allowed to do alcohol. Right. We can medicate them He can't them drive a car yet, but he can decide his sex? Right, oh, right. what sex orientation, and you can cut up his pee-pee, and, and that, to me, that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> so okay, as I had said peeper before, <laughs> and was made fun of it. Just trying to say something that would be, I don't know, family-friendly without saying, the, you know, uh, is that a better word to use? Just the pee-pee? The you know, pee-pee, she said? When I woke up this morning, I had no idea on this show that I would hear the term cut off his pee-pee today, but <laughs> I have. She did it in a very non-offensive way, very, in very my opinion. Right. We can medicate he them. He can't up. drive a car yet, but he can decide his yeah. sex? Right, oh, right. What sex orientation? And you can cut off his pee-pee and, and that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the way people talk, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, he... Uh, he bowed down to the mob. Did he oh, really? I hate to hear that. I really... Yeah, he oh, did. I saw a statement, but maybe I didn't see the whole statement. Yeah, What's said, the statement? I'd like to express my deepest condolences, or my condolences, my yeah. deepest apologies. After much reflection, I'd like to express my deepest apologies to anyone that I may have hurt with my comments on parenting and gender identity. I've always been an advocate for love and inclusivity in the LGBTQI plus community. So I understand how my comments could have been interpreted as insensitive and offensive. Gender identity is nuanced, and I can honestly admit that I plan to better educate myself on the topic so I can approach future conversations with more empathy. At the end of the day, I lead with love and support everyone's freedom of expression and pursuit of happiness. Oh, man. Yeah. We all need money. Yep. Neo, we all need money. But do you need it that bad? The, the craziest part is, though... You hear the backlash against Dave Chappelle. Yes. You hear the backlash against Bill Burr. Those two guys 
are basically at the top of their game now. Yes. The backlash against J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. She's still making bank. The yes. only people that care are the dorks in some corner office somewhere who has a millennial or Gen Z assistant or social media manager who has convinced them that because a couple of blue-haired freaks freaked out on Twitter, they right. need to do something about this. The audience doesn't care. The audience, for the most part, probably agrees with him. Absolutely. Yes, 100%. But that's an agent and yep. a management team coming to Neo saying, hey, man, here's the statement. If, if you don't make this, we're going to lose A, B, C, and D. The same way, what is it, J.K. Rowling, the, for the Harry Potter, whatever is going on, her, she's scrubbed from it. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that story. I just happened to see a blurb. I can't even speak more to it than that. She is left out of the club now in a lot of ways with the Harry Potter stuff, even though she invented it. Doesn't care. But she's financially secure. I don't know where Neo is. A lot of these people feel like they still need to be making money, and so they're like, okay, I'll make the statement. Like, oh, my goodness. Because initially, there was a follow-up where he was doubling down and said, first and foremost, I condemn no one. Your life, your kids, your choice. I was asked a question. I answered it. My opinion is mine. I'm not asking anybody to agree with me, nor am I telling you what you can and cannot do with your children. I stated my opinion on a matter, and that's that. Why should I care if my opinion upsets you when you don't care if yours upsets anyone? Opinions aren't special. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But then it's, I need to do the work. Yep. That's what I heard in that statement you said, David. Pretty much, yeah. I'm just, I'm just over here wanting to start a new like style of Looney Tunes or, or Warner Brothers cartoons, and I'll have a uh, French skunk named Pipi Adieu. <laughs> Very 2023, yes. my friend. <laughs> a bit of do because it gets cut off. Yes. Yeah, it's too bad. It's really sad. Well, it could become its own character. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. It's like Scrappy Doo. <laughs> right, yeah. Peepy <laughs> Doo. By the way, speaking of all this, a buddy of mine the other night said, you know what? Some of the clips you guys play crack me up. The one I never want you to stop playing is the Justin Trudeau when he butchers the LGBTQ. Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, yeah, we use that every once in a while. But yeah, the whole thing with him kowtowing and he can't get it out right is so great. I forgot how funny that I will is. I never apologize for standing up for an LGDP, uh, LGT, LBT, whatever. LGBTQ2 yeah. plus uh, kids' rights. Well, then he's you see the picture of him his and his wife. kid yeah. going to the Barbie movie? I did not. He had like a pink pullover on. The kid yeah. had a pink shirt on. Really? Yeah. Okay. Dork. Oh, my goodness, yeah. man. That guy. That, by the way, his is the voice of P.P. Uh, Adu's um, <laughs> member. Well, and part of the community. LGDP, LGBT, LGBT, P.P. LGBTQ. P.P. Kids' rights. He had the glass back to Biden here. Joe Biden's like, let me give you a secret. Just say anyway. Yeah, right. You know. LGBT, no PP. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. MSNBC did not say Democrats always accept the results of elections, did yeah. they? Oh, you got to be kidding.
The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you tell me on MSNBC they said Democrats always accept the results of elections. Yeah, Jonathan Lemire on MSNBC is really upset that a lot of Republicans aren't uh, abandoning Donald Trump even after he was indicted three times. And he says that usually, you know, people just move on after a bitter election or a controversy. Oh, gosh. Has he ever spoken to Hillary Clinton in his yeah, life? Just uh, no. Say. All right, go ahead. We all have gone through the example about Nixon and Watergate, but it also means sometimes these presidential elections, at the end of these bitterly contested fights, still even the party said, okay, it's time to turn the page. Even in 2016, by that next morning, the Democrats were doing so. Uh, really? There, there, was a, there was a massive protest and a riot at Trump's inauguration. Did I hallucinate a bunch of Democrats and a bunch of uh, celebrities getting together, telling people to overturn the will of the people? with the electors and saying, oh, my gosh, you should vote for somebody else. No, which, that was not a hallucination. Which, by the way, that's the same conspiracy that Donald Trump just got indicted for. Just want to point that out. Yeah. This whole idea of pressuring people in the Electoral College to vote in a mm -hmm. different way. Hold on a second. Hold on. I want to hear this. I believe he knows he's an illegitimate president. Yep. That's the How sound many of, of these clips on. are there? Did, and I take responsibility for those parts of it that I should. But, Jane, it was like applying for a job and getting 66 million letters of uh, recommendation and losing to a corrupt human tornado. And so I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. I don't know that we'll ever know everything that happened, but clearly we know a lot and are learning more every day. And a corrupt human tornado. I, I don't know if I've ever heard that. You think of the discrepancies in 2016 compared mm -hmm. to 2020 and the changing of laws and mail-in balloting. It's not even close. These people are despicable, man. <laughs> really are. Democrats, well known for moving on from elections. The same people who are still pissed off that 2000 didn't go their way. It's true. Well, didn't Stacey true. Abrams actually show up at the governor's mansion? <laughs> oh, I forgot about Stacey yeah. Abrams. She was. Oh elected. yeah, she's still the governor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, you know what? I mentioned this when this was first announced. Wasn't sure what to think, but I'm just thinking, man, I'd like to see it. Carrie Underwood opening for Guns N' Roses. That happened in Canada. She's a big fan. I know that. Her and Axel are friends. She's performed with them before, and he's performed with her, and so she's opening the show, and people are wondering, okay, is she going to do some rock covers? What's she going to do? So she does this mix of her hits. Have you seen any of these I have not. pieces of video online? No. Okay, so she does uh, the classic from Heart Alone with the vocal. Uh -huh. It was really good. And then when I read it, I'm like, no way. She did not do Ace of Spades from Motorhead. <laughs> yes, she did. Wow. You want to hear a piece? Of course I do. <laughs> She's selling it, man. She's like into it. But there's something strange about it. There's empty seats everywhere. It's like people aren't even to their seats. They're just like, yeah, that's Carrie Underwood up there. Yeah. Now, she's opening for GNR in Nashville. I got to believe people will be into that. I think, yeah, probably there. I mean, Canadians. Yeah, that's Canada. Yeah, they they hate women. So. Wow. Oh, no. I'd like to see it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Apparently, no threat to get kicked off the tour. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you have something for us. I haven't heard it. No. Scott hasn't heard it. Uh, but we're going to be enlightened here to find out why we don't like Kamala Harris. Yeah, so there's a woman named Ashley Allison. She worked on the Biden-Harris presidential campaign and, of course, is now a, a CNN commentator. Okay. It's the revolving door, isn't it? Yes. Um, and they were talking about, I guess, Nikki Haley, who's running for president in the Republican primary, said, mm-hmm. you know, we can't afford a Kamala Harris presidency. And I think that's true. And so on CNN, they were kicking around the fact that she is the least liked vice president in history. By polling, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I think that this is happening for a couple of reasons. Most people don't know what vice presidents do. And now she is a history maker. She is a woman. She is a black woman. And it's the easy thing to do to say she's the attack dog, go after her. She was not put in charge of the border. She was put in charge of the root causes and going down to Central and South America to discuss what is happening. And she... You all right? No, I'm not all right. That's garbage. She was put in charge of the border. Well, borders are... Yes. The old man gave her the title. Yeah, put, put her in charge of working with regional partners to decompress what's happening at the border. So they want to play a semantic game. Yes. Right. Like, well, she wasn't put in charge of actually, like, sitting at the border and telling people to not come in. <sighs> right. But no, but why do you go for the root causes, right? Why do you? Why was she tasked with trying to figure out how to solve the root causes of mass migration? It was in order to solve the border crisis. Of course. And by the way, where are we on that anyway? Yeah, Right. <laughs> They never wanted anything done about it because they wanted everyone to come through. And we all know it. And, of course, why do people want to come? Because, I'm sorry, they live in craphole countries. Oh, guys, you can't say that. Everybody knows it's true. It's stupid. All right, go ahead. And numbers have shown the border. Everyone admits our immigration uh, policies are in crisis. It's not because of Kamala Harris. It's because we have not been able to find bipartisan reform. Okay. Oh, time, uh, time, uh, time out. She was all for open borders, man. Yeah. When she was running for president. So you better believe she's to blame. She's part of the problem. We yeah. all know the election, our voting systems are broke. We have a president who won't even, or a former president who won't even acknowledge that he lost the oh, election. Gosh. That's not because of Kamala Harris. But my final point will be, she is taking it outside of Washington, D.C. She is done with us, the pundits, and she's going to the people who will actually elect her. She's talking about the issues that women care about, oh, no. abortion. She's talking about, I'm not going to debate Ron DeSantis on slavery. There is no debate there. And I appreciate it, and I think you will see her numbers start to increase, and people will be accepting but, her of the job. It's just nonsense. Based on what? Democrat voters didn't like her. She didn't even make it out of, the, out of 2019 when she was running for president and, for the 2020 <clears throat> election. It was women voters and black voters. Yeah, nobody they didn't liked want her. her. Nobody liked her. No, they knew she was a fraud. Of course, but we're made to believe again. The reason people don't like her is because she's a woman, she's black, and she's a history maker. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, she's under the spotlight a lot because you have an eighty-year-old 
geriatric numbskull that's running the country, and she's next in line. Dude, how many pieces have been written about her by Democrats that ripped the living crap out of her? Because she's terrible at what she does. Yep. Goodness gracious. It is time for no, us we to need it today. do what we no. have been doing, and that time is every day. I know. Every yeah. day it is time for us to agree yeah. that there are things and tools that are available to us I know. to slow I this know. thing down. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, make the possible happen. I understand in the passage of time and all of those different things. Okay, good. But to try to shield her just on racism and sexism. You can't the, criticize her because if you do, it's, it's a joke. Of course, it's it is. a joke. Got to move on. We don't need any more of that, right? Not today. Good, <laughs> good. Let's just move on. All right. There's a somebody we got to hear from. Who is Jasmine Crockett? Oh, uh, well, we learned that a former president can be indicted for political speech, and now we're learning that if you defend that former president, you could be criminally liable as well. At least that's according to Texas what? Democrat Representative Jasmine Crockett, who couldn't believe that Republicans are defending Donald Trump. Jasmine Crockett Mm -hmm. is speaking. Roll it. Listen, the idea that uh, the biggest scandal that I remember when Obama was in office was his tan suit, right? They were all up in arms about the tan suit. No, nobody sit here right now. I have no recollection of anything with tan suits. There there was a time when a couple of Fox News hosts made a joke about a uh, tan suit that Obama wore. While addressing the nation, this was 2013, I think, maybe 2014. What's wrong with that? Uh, nothing. Tan suit, wear it. I don't no, care. Nobody was outraged at it. No, she's making it up. I mean, I this legend has grown because I think it was the Daily Show that did a montage of Fox News hosts making fun of the tan suit or something. Uh, okay. And then the legend grew uh, to the point where now apparently that was this big scandal. It wasn't a scandal. It was like somebody made a couple of points about it and, and, and moved on. The scandal should have been when he was wearing the mom jeans and threw out the well, first pitch. I well, think it were Michelle's pants. Well, and, They and, came up to his nipples. And, well, <laughs> well, and his, his administration was running guns to gangs in Mexico. Well, yes. That's a pretty big scandal, actually. <laughs> Oh, back to Jasmine Crockett. Go ahead. And now there's nothing to see with three separate um, indictments in multiple states on multiple levels is absolutely ridiculous. You know, they are really getting dangerously close, in my opinion, to criminal culpability in and of themselves as well. Okay. All right. Whatever. And how many dumb people on a couple of different networks? There's a lot. You're talking CNN yeah. and MSNBC. Uh, you know, I know that the left saying, hey, Bidenomics, it's really working. The economy's going great. Except in the polling, people are like, no, it's not going great at all. And I don't oh. know if you happen to see this story. More than half of Gen Xers stopped saving for retirement. Hmm. Why is that? You got to pay bills, man. Oh, I see. Okay. I thought you meant because they weren't going to live that long because of global warming or some <laughs> oh, nonsense. No. No, okay. We're talking Gen X, I think. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. A lot of different numbers in this. But as a whole, Americans amassed a record $17 trillion in debt in the first quarter of this year. Oh, daddy. 80% of Gen X reported carrying some form of debt, like credit card balances, student loans, or auto loans. 52% of those said they're carrying at least $10,000 in non-mortgage debt. 
You know, that's in the survey. This is not good. No. So, as the story goes, paying off this debt uh, may become increasingly difficult as the Federal Reserve has forecasted future interest rate hikes. Okay. And if you're concerned about high interest debt, well, that's part of it. You're mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I got to get some of this stuff here paid off. I don't have time for retirement savings right now. Right. Now, as I'm, don't look at me for your financial advising needs. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> but I just read this and I'm like, yeah, I know a lot of people in this sort of boat saying the majority of Gen Xers, 56% have less than $100,000 saved for retirement compared to the recommended five hundred fifty grand that you would need to retire comfortably. Yeah. Okay, obviously the show isn't video, so let yeah. me try to paint a picture for you. I'm just reading this. Yeah. Do you have ants in your pants? What just happened? You, you, you're fidgeting? You're going up and down, Robin's? Well, what? you know, I mean, I I took a, like a five-year hiatus out of my spent my... Oh, you're My saying work that your not... life and it's you know it's been a uphill battle to collect five hundred thousand dollars. How's the Funko Pops going? You buy some more this weekend? Yeah, you wait. I'm going to retire on those babies. That, that <laughs> I allow myself very little. <laughs> very little. This is on a Monday, so David's no, no, not no, saying I, a word, no, and I'm well, not but, saying a word. But here, here's the thing. Neither one of us are saying a word. I can't tell you. Sometimes you just listen to a friend, right? You yes. don't want to be combative. Yeah. You don't want to give him facts. You just want him to be able to say what he's feeling at the moment. What? What? Yes, I know. It's been very difficult. You, very, you spend very little on frivolous little things. I buy Funko Pops <laughs> occasionally. Yes. Not all the time. Occasionally. Yes. Anything else you want to add on to that? Nothing right now. It's Monday. I okay. mean, I you do have some stuff in the storage locker that you could probably sell and yeah, make yeah. some money. Well, again, yeah. I mean, if I retire with very little income, then I got to figure something out. I got to <laughs> hang on to this stuff, you know. I can, I can tell you though, I I I've done I've done a great job on. I just got my like I got my statement, my charge card statement. Right, I hardly ever use it. Yeah. I got like a hundred dollars on it. That's it right now. Well, that's I feel good. really good about that, David. Together, I'm th- good job, Scott. Good job, good job, Scott. Here, man. Yes. I mean, I want to get to the point where that thing's completely gone, and it will be in a month. That's good. That's good. It's all good. So anyway, yeah. God, I hate that. I see. I need this to story. run some stuff up on that charge card. <laughs> get the points. Oh. You'd be crazy. You're losing money. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get into that. About Gen X and retirement. And again, they're trying to run on the economy right now. That's in some ways just comical to me. Um, Sometimes you just see a story that you're like, okay, certainly not the biggest, but it's certainly funny. Maybe to bring it up. Didn't make it for what's that story earlier in the show. Um, Nickelback, the band. Yeah. Hated by so many. For Sometimes no, for really unfairly. no reason, yeah, yeah. What they ever do to you? They became big at one time, yeah, and became a punching bag. Um, their small town in Canada was very proud of the band, and they had signs that would sort of brag about it. But the signs are gone now. Used to be proud to be the home of Nickelback, but they removed them. You know why? No, they said they become a safety risk. 
So the mayor said too many Nickelback fans were stopping on the side of the highway to take photos or selfies with the sign. It caused congestion and other problems. Well, that's probably true. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You know what, man? I'm I'm glad. I'm I'm glad though that it wasn't something darker. I was hope I was I was sort of bracing for this yeah, me thing. Too. Like somebody was doing something because they hate Nickelback and it's supposedly really cool to hate Nickelback and like yeah, the mayor said their music sucked, so I took him down. <laughs> yeah. That's why I brought it up, man. I'm like, yeah. oh, this could be really bad. It's actually, it's it's kind of nice. Hey, it's the home of the Nick. I know, right? We want to take our picture next Heck to yeah. that. It's nice. You know, I got a Nickelback signed baseball. No, you don't. No, I don't. Of course, I'm not a dork. I don't either. Because you never met him. That's true. <laughs> All right, much more to get to. News update. And Republicans are too good at debates. Said who? Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Boy, it, this is one time when I'm going to really have to work overtime to self-censor here. Okay. Um, the families of the 13 service members who were killed at the airport in Kabul yes. during the disastrous pullout from Afghanistan, they are speaking right now uh congressman uh, daryl Issa uh allowed them a platform gave them a platform uh to talk about what life has been like since their kids were taken from them due to this administration's incompetence you know obviously we don't have uh sound coming from the monitor because we're on the air mm-hmm. but every once in a while i've glanced at the news monitor to see different parents crying and you can yeah. tell it's a painful thing but I'm glad that they have a voice. Yeah. Can use it. Uh, Cheryl Rex, mother of Lance Corporal Dylan Marola, 20 years old, uh, was killed. Um, and she was the mother who Joe Biden approached and said, I know how you feel because my son died. And again, I'll, I'll never forget that moment listening to Joe Biden say on uh, he was doing the press conference saying on the air we know what that loss is like and i have never been that genuinely angry at a president before because it's not the same thing no and uh, she talked about that a little bit here when joe biden our elected president entered the room when he approached me his words to me were my my wife jill and i know how you feel we lost our son as well and brought him home in a flag draped coffin my heart started beating faster and I started shaking knowing that their son died from cancer and they were able to be by his side. Also wondering how someone could honestly, sorry, be so heartless to say he knew how I felt a little over 24 hours and learning of my son's death. After this encounter, I have never had any personal correspondence, nor has my son been honored or his name spoken by this commander in chief. Not surprised by that. Yeah, yeah but 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 don't worry, guys. You know, you, you hear about uh, this and the controversy surrounding the Afghanistan pullout. You know that Joe Biden was on the take with his crackhead son while he was vice president as well. Any day now, Republicans are going to get around to maybe thinking <laughs> about impeaching Joe Biden. Yeah. Kevin McCarthy and all the other clown cards, they're no different. 
than any Democrat out there. I mean, it is just so frustrating here. You hear the these these moms and dads and and fa- other family members speaking about what happened, the the attempted cover up of oh, why. Oh, yeah, that was part of it too. Oh, they all lied. It. it what are we waiting for here? Austin, Millie, Kirby, yeah. Ned. No one's paid Biden. the price except for those no. 13 service members. Yep. Oh, and then <laughs> with Biden, remember the time he's talking about, uh, I think it was the economy, and the war in Ukraine, but he says war in Iraq. Well, I say Iraq because it makes me think of my son. He died there. Yeah. No, he didn't. Well, because of that or whatever he said, it's just war in Iraq and the impact on oil and what Russia's doing. I mean, excuse me, the war in in Ukraine. And uh, think of Iraq because that's where my son died. The uh, because he died. What? I don't know. I don't. Dylan Mulvaney gets to go to the White House. Yeah. (laughs) Got time for that. Yeah. Sashay up and down the hallway. Yeah. Oh, it is. And I mean, I'm looking right now. It, dude, that's just, it's a gut-wrenching thing to watch in here. But it needs to be said. People forget how bad this was just a couple of years ago. Are they, any of the idiots behind this decision, none of them are there, though. Of course not. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, so that's going on today. Uh, biggest story of the day. Uh, that, to me, may be it, but... Uh, That's a big one. Yeah, of course, there is also the uh, never-ending drama with the indictment of Donald Trump, the third indictment of Donald Trump, and uh, more people talking about how crucial this is that Donald Trump be thrown in prison forever because democracy will not survive unless the current president can lock up his top opponent. Hard to, <laughs> hard to make that argument make sense, but that's they're going for it. Yeah. And I also wonder, is Legacy Media going to cover these families talking about their lost loved ones today? Come on. No. Because it doesn't fit a narrative? No. Seems like it's pretty big news. All right. Get to a news update on the Scott Robbins trifecta. Straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Sometimes on Monday we weigh it over dumbest things said over the weekend there's a lot mm-hmm. we haven't even got to this john dean clip yet no john dean he's one of the guys who went to prison over watergate he's now a cnn commentator because they were obsessed with saying that everything trump did was worse than watergate <laughs> pretty okay. remarkable um he believes trump must be convicted or america is over Okay. Democracy itself is really at issue in this trial. Oh, good If night. Trump could get away with what he's done, uh, what he's charged with here, and which I think most people and observers know he undertook these activities, then we don't have the democracy we believe we had, and we're in a lot of trouble, a heap of trouble. So. Okay. Can you tell me, I know their ratings are still in the tank. Is there somebody that's watching a guy like this that's just lapping it up like, oh, his story? Yeah. I mean. Yes, I I take everything he says here with the utmost seriousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, this This really is a grave situation our country is in. Absolutely, yes. So the criminal justice system is being tested. The Constitution is being tested. Uh, All the players are going to be tested because this is a really big deal. 
Sorry, I couldn't help but fall asleep there. Yeah. Sorry. You do start to wander a little bit. <laughs> okay. <sighs> yeah, sure, dude. Yeah, whatever. Jeez. And then Anna Navarro. It would, did she actually say Republicans are too good at debates? Yeah. Yeah, so you may have seen something about this where uh, uh, there's going to be some sort of debate between Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and California Governor Gavin Newsom. Yes. Uh, Gavin Newsom issued the challenge that, hey, we can do it on Hannity's show on Fox. And uh, now apparently Ron DeSantis has agreed to do it. ABC's Anna Navarro doesn't like the idea because she's worried Gavin Newsom will lose. Well, of course oh, yeah, he's going to lose. He's going to lose, all right. Yeah. Yeah. What Republicans do incredibly effectively, they do it when they come to this show, is pick fights and then use it to raise funds, raise yeah. their profile, and, and you know portray themselves like they are these champions and these warriors. And that's what DeSantis well, is going to do. DeSantis completely... is desperate for any headline. Hold on a second. <laughs> they pick fights. <laughs> yeah. And then raise money. It's a debate. Yeah, those, those darn Republicans making good points at debates. How dare mm, they? It's unfair. <laughs> my truth is my truth, and I want it to be, and I want to play sloppy foot unless you say it's true. It's not the way it works. Hey, Wiz. The worst thing about somebody like her, <laughs> you can't take a good nap when she's rattling on because it's too annoying. It is rather <laughs> shrill, isn't it? Oh, it is. goodness gracious. It's, yeah, like, it's like having a car alarm going <laughs> off in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's like... It's like <laughs> It's like it's like somebody trying to uh, play a kazoo through an old trumpet. You know, it's just very <laughs> shrill. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, Robbins, are you ready for your big three? Yeah, uh, David, I am substituting number one out for something else. Just FYI. Okay. Yeah, I won't even tell you what it is yet. Okay. All right. Number one's out? The, the initial number one, I've replaced it with another number. Or no. An- yeah, first story I meant, not the number one That was your story. best story. Not the number one story. Are you saving that for some solo record? That was the best story. It wasn't the best story. It was the best story. Let's roll it. Are you ready? I don't think it was. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins, Drive Becker, his top three of the day, always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, how was vacationing with Casey, by the way? Casey, how good. was it? Good. Okay, did you guys have a good time? Play some gotcha. Go- play some golf, did you? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Yes. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, so we're not doing armed woman. No, no, no. We, 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 can, we can save that one. I can do that one later if you want me to, but right. no. Um, I want to get to this one, though, because I, find, I found this story today, and I forgot I had it even. But Antifa is now saying they're going to shut down Sturgis. <laughs> God, please make this true. Please, please, please. That can't be right. That Too can't... many American and Confederate flags. They've had enough. I'll tell you what. I will wager every dollar I have on the biker clubs over Antifa. Dude, I, I will. I will do. I've never done pay-per-view in my life. I would do pay-per-view to watch these little guys try to take on some burly bikers who just biked 2,000 miles. Yeah, for the love that all is good and wholesome. I got a buddy I, I think that still does a live broadcast at Sturgis every year. I got to call him to see if that's true. Because <laughs> if it is, man, I want in. I want video. <laughs> oh, yeah, this you got, you got to see this, don't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's not that's not Go in there fly. with their little masks on, prancing around. Yeah. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah, that would be really, really good. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three yeah. of the day, up to number what? Two. Oh, I thought you were saying something. No, I just said I said they're tired of the Confederate flags and the American flags. Oh, yeah, flags. yeah. They've had enough. Okay. Uh, number two, Oregonians can pump their own gas now. Yeah, how about that? All gas stations in Oregon can now allow customers to pump their own gas under a new law was signed in on uh, Friday. Lifting a ban on self-service that goes back to 1951. The new House bill was signed by Governor Tina Kotek. Went into effect immediately. Now there's only one state where you can't pump your own gas. Want to guess? I already know what it is. Oh, you do? Yeah. Do you know what it is? Yeah. New Jersey. I couldn't remember, to be honest, but I knew we just talked about it. (laughs) Chris Christie's still pumping his own gas. (laughs) It doesn't phase it out completely. Now, if you choose to, you can go to a full-service lane if you'd like. How long will they last? Well, not long. You've got to pay people. Forget it. That's the thing. I I think I've only seen full-service outside of Portland uh, twice in my life. Well, I mean, you're younger, so, I mean, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah I remember it. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I have buddies of mine. That's what they did. It was their job. Yes. They were pump jockeys. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what you did. Yeah. Yeah, and if there was someone you, that you didn't care for, you might pull up and say, could you put a dollar in? <laughs> yes. Just to be annoying. See? Golly. Stuff like what? <laughs> I didn't do it, as far <laughs> as you know, on this show. Some other guys did. Though. Maybe. Something uh, like that. I don't know. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> 59 okay. cents on the dot. The Scott Robbins trifecta, yeah. top three of the day, up to number one. Number one, uh, Sam Stein, a writer, uh, is trying to shame the right over the women's soccer team losing. How so? What? Uh, he's MSNBC contributor. He tweeted yeah. out, maybe you're just a bit too into politics if you're taking obscene joy in the U.S. women's soccer team losing. Obscene joy. What does yeah. that mean? Um, the people on the left. People happy t- that USA lost. Yeah, yeah. You could be a total a hole to the people on the right, and when something happens to you, you turn in these little b words and stomp your feet. It's not fair. It's not right. Well, what point does he make? That, no, that it's sh- just that we you- shouldn't be doing it. Okay, are because there a bunch bringing... of people jumping up and down outside of you today that, that honestly, that, that were so happy about it? I've, oh, there are a lot of people that are happy yeah, I've about seen it. A few okay, happy about it, yeah. Very happy about it. Didn't bother me at all. Like, oh, well, well I. Sorry, you don't stand for the national anthem, and the game, if right. you don't stand for the national anthem, you say all these nasty things, but yet you're going to play for the United States, and then you end up losing. And it was it was Rapino's mm-hmm. brand. Well, it's and she a brought lot of it to the team. Gonna, of course. Feel bad for you. Of this course. Is the way it is. There have been different athletes, and it's been the Olympics, a whole lot of different things, where they're well known, jerky people. And if they lose, it's not like, oh, man, I'm bleeding red, white, and blue on this one. It's like, no, you're a jerk. I don't mind seeing you get beat. Well, and for a lot of people, it's very difficult to separate the person from the team, from the work, from the music, from the movies, whatever. It can be, yeah. I mean, it's a difficult thing. Once you know where they stand and where they are, yeah, it makes it hard. And when they keep pounding the gavel at you and throwing it in your face, yeah. Well, it, at least to me, when you have whatever favorite team, if it's actually players on that team that you like and think are decent people, it is easier to celebrate 
than even when you win, but you know there's a couple of really bad people on your team. It can happen. Yeah. Just part of it. But it's like, do you listen to Bruce Springsteen records anymore? Do you listen to, you know, U2 records anymore? Whatever. Oh, if someone's just annoyed yeah, you. Yeah, if they just to, take if they just take off right. on a political stance that you're not down with and they keep driving it home. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it sours the whole thing. It is. It's tough to do. That's just part of it. And there you have it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take my Megan Rapino poster down now, I guess, huh? Was it signed? <laughs> just curious. No, somewhere. All right, the one story that y- you took out of the three, David yeah. has. Oh, well. That I'd be interested to well, hear the whole too. details. Yeah, I, okay. I don't actually have it. I know Scott well, I got it, it right here. You want me to, to do it? Yeah, it was a lady who took out the trash. A legally armed woman in North Carolina acted in self-defense when she fatally shot a guy during a road raid incident at a grocery store parking lot. So how does it go down? Steve McLam, 49, fatally shot outside a food lion in Raleigh. This was Tuesday, by the way. We're just not finding out about it. Uh, Mr. McLam was the aggressor. He followed the other individual into the parking lot upon getting out of his car, approached her car, and attempted to get in. She acted whoa, in self-defense. Attempted to get in get the car. Get in her car. Oh, open the it car. Up. Yeah, oh, tried dude. to get into the car. She turned around and leveled him. Dead. A lot of times when I hear level, I think they got punched. No, she shot him. Shot yeah. him. Killed yeah. him. Yeah. Yep. They said we're very fortunate. We've got video of the whole thing, and there are plenty of witnesses in the area that saw it go down. The woman has not been identified. Legally owns the firearm. Yeah. No prior criminal history whatsoever. Under North Carolina law, individuals are permitted to use force to protect themselves. There you go. When there is a reasonable fear of imminent danger or death. And in her case, that, that works. Good, good person with a gun. Bad person tries to get in the car. Bad person dead. Wow, man. That's the thing. You don't know either one of these people, right? Nope. Mm-hmm. But you're a dude, and you're trying to get in the car? Yep. This woman? Sorry, man. you got to know better than that. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, you're assuming that she has no way of protecting herself. You're I gonna, guess. You're gonna I don't go know what after, you're You're going to pick on a woman because she can't fight back like a man would. You're thinking it's an easy mark, and it isn't. You ended up costing you your life, idiot. That's called equity, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, truly, that is equity. If, if a woman truly, has the right. means to defend herself. That's right. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> yes, I guess that's it. <laughs> Pretty much it, Casey. Uh, yes, thanks. Say love The Scott Robbins trifecta. Always fun, Scott. Well done. All right, we've got to get to another news update. And then Nimrod's in the news. Oh, boy. Don't tell me the home burglar actually befriended the family dog. Oh, no. <laughs> we'll get to it. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, the family of uh, 13 service members who were killed by a terrorist bomb during the disastrous pullout from Afghanistan a couple of years ago are sharing their stories in California, uh, doing a hearing, talking about what they've been through, what the government did, what they didn't do how they were lied to over and over and over again. Darren Hoover uh, is the father of uh, fallen Marine Staff Sergeant Darren Taylor Hoover Jr. and had this to say. In closing, I'm calling out Secretary Blinken, Secretary Austin, General Milley, 
General McKenzie, Lieutenant Colonel Whited, who could not give the order to the snipers to take out the bomber before he detonated his vest and ultimately the president. Do what our son did. Be a grown ass man. Admit to your mistakes. Learn from them so that this doesn't happen ever, ever again. You all need to resign immediately. Wow. Our sons and daughters have more integrity in their little toes than every one of them combined. You owe it to our families here today, to the other gold and silver star families that have gone before, and most of all to the veterans who have given so much for this country so that we have the freedoms that we enjoy today. Thank you. I just wanted to let that go, man. Yeah. Oh, holy cow. Um, you know, what's interesting at the time <laughs> talking about how they should have been fired or resigned because it was a catastrophic failure. And I remember hearing from different people that served at the time talking about how gut wrenching it was to watch it and to know that we failed on that sort of level. And when he made that statement, be a grown ass man and admit your mistakes, own up to it. That's what every dad teaches his son, yeah. teaches his kids. Yep. You're going to make mistakes in life. When you do own it, take responsibility for it. And man, that guy was right. None of them did it. Nope. No, they're, they're still saying it was a success. Largest airlift in history. Oh, dude. We have clips among clips yeah. of them saying, yes, we're proud of the job that we did there. Yeah, John Kirby just said it like two or three weeks ago. It's unreal. Absolutely unreal. I'm glad he said what he said, that guy, today. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Oh, we got a few. Uh, try to get to as many as we can in a short amount of time. Um, one, this 55-year-old guy in Oklahoma facing serious charges after stabbing a guy through the head with a flagpole. Damn. Dang. Guy survived. Man. Uh, the American flag still attached to the pole when it happened. <laughs> Didn't touch the <laughs> ground, did it? <laughs> no. Well, you got to watch out for that. Yeah, and you got to yeah. show respect. Well, yeah. A couple of teenagers got on the roof of a fancy restaurant in the Hamptons, tossed a 20-pound fish onto somebody's table. Oh, wow. One woman had to be treated for cuts for that. Oh, man. Uh, guy in India smashed a world record by crushing 273 walnuts with his head in a minute. Hmm. There's also, in California, guy caught on surveillance video stealing a bike from someone's garage and took like $1,300 worth of stuff. The family dog come out to greet him. Just petted him, played with him. He said, oh, you're such a good boy. No. Your owner shouldn't have let the garage door open. <laughs> and that's them rods of the news. <laughs>